Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Arena Sensei, the Hearthstone podcast to help you become an arena champion. I'm Steven Sensei, and this is my co-host, Schwal. Today we're going to talk about some of the new cards that have been shown early in the reveal season. Well, this episode is going to be a little bit more freeform and not as focused on teaching or covering just one point. Instead, it's going to be more of a conversation as we talk about some of these early cards and our thoughts and our impressions. We might even leave in some of the mistakes that you wouldn't otherwise know about thanks to the joys of editing software. (laughs) We want to start by being clear. We are not experts at card evaluation. We're going to take our best guesses based on our experiences in the game. We will probably be wrong on some, right on some, and completely miss on most. Keep in mind, we've not yet played with these cards, and we don't know all of the interactions that will take place across the sets when the arena finally updates. In Rise of Shadows, Rafam has returned to gather a party of five villains to raid the floating mage city of Dalaran. We don't know exactly what they are after, or what the evil League of Evil actually is, but we do know they have some schemes. Uh, schemes are limited to the evil classes of warlock, warrior, shaman, priest, and rogue. Uh, they are spells that upgrade every turn they are in your hand. So, for example, Togwaggle Scheme is a one-mana rogue scheme that says choose a minion, shuffle one copy into your deck, upgrades each turn. So, next, so the turn after you draw it, you could shuffle two minions into your deck, and so on, and so on, with no limit. <laughs> now, here is where I get to talk about conditionality. Conditionality is a, you know, uh, we talked about it a fair amount on um, the uh, Evaluating Spells episode, and it is the what does a card ask of you in order to be played, in order to be good. And the schemes are extremely conditional, and everything about me has learned do not do conditionality in the arena. (laughs) Togwaggle scheme, even if it wasn't conditional, would be terrible, because you're spending a card to put resources in your deck, and you're losing resources in your hand to do it. You know, so it's really bad. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to agree with you on that. I mean, this is a one mana do nothing, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> especially in the arena, because most arena games don't go to fatigue. And if I'm shuffling a bunch of cards into my deck, I'm actually diluting the pool of what I drafted um, in constructed. It's going to find place somewhere um but in arena i i think it's a loser it's not going to go anywhere yeah uh the next scheme is lazul's scheme this is a zero mana epic priest scheme card and it reduces the attack of an enemy minion by one until your next turn and it upgrades each turn so for one mana or no, excuse me, for zero mana, I'm able to reduce the attack cost of an enemy minion by one, and the longer it's in my hand, more and more and more. So if I had it in my opening hand, we get to turn eight, I can play it on a mountain giant, that mountain giant is now a zero attack minion. Um, Zero mana heart cards are really hard to evaluate. I've I've found that oftentimes I'm not sure what to think about them. As a zero mana 
minus one debuff, it seems okay. Uh, especially if you have it on turn one or turn two where you can use it to value trade and remove your opponent's early minion with taking less damage from yours. Uh, late game, maybe it's good, but I don't know. I I I feel like there could be something here, but I don't think it's going to be great. What do you think? Yeah, basically... The problem here is less the uh, effect than the cost of the card. I don't think the card will be worth it. <laughs> By having so, an extra card in your hand? Yeah. If you're spending you're spending a card to hopefully protect one of your minions to trade, and so it lives and you die, so you just spent that card to protect... It's not a great deal. And that's, you know, when it works and... If you top tech it late, it does nothing. <laughs> also very true. So yeah. bad? Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, reform scheme. Uh, uh, three mana common warlock scheme. Uh, summon one, one, one imp. Upgrades each turn. Uh, it summons more imps. Not, doesn't improve the stats of the imps. Uh, so, you know, turn two, summon two imps. This one's a, a bit better. Just because it's, you know, minions on the board instead of other effects. But, you know, you're not happy until you're playing this and at least three, and preferably more, like four or five. And that's hard to do. In a, and in particular, uh, the longer the game goes on, the worse this gets, even if it's been in your hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I I think it's too slow. I mean... oh yeah. To be on rate with vanilla stats, you've got to have it in your opening hand and play it on curve on turn three to get three one one minions. Yeah, that it feels really slow, especially if you didn't have a great turn one or turn two and throwing out one one minions, they they're going to be ignored or they're going to be traded off really quick. Um, yeah. If even if you hold it until it maxes out, you're maxing out on three mana turn seven to have a board of one one imps. Um, yeah, it's underwhelming, underpowerful. I don't think it's going to see play. No, the four is much higher than with the other schemes so far, but the ceiling is also very low. <laughs> yeah, um, Hagatha's scheme is a five mana rare shaman scheme. And it's do one damage to all minions, upgrades each turn. So this is very similar to the effect that the Hagatha hero card has from the Witchwood, where when you play her, she does three damage to everything on the board. Um, oh, yeah. And the this upgrades. Uh, five mana, it's a little more expensive. Um, five mana to do one damage is not good great i mean i could it would have some use right now in the current arena with violet worm lurking around where you could yeah. trade off that violet worm and then play it for five and clear off all of the tokens that come out uh violet worm will not ex exist in the new um in the new arena format as right. it upgrades nice <laughs> yeah yeah no no big loss um it upgrades over time. 
I this is one that I look at and I want to say it's not going to be great because you're you're clearing minions off your board at the same time. Um, if you have it early, you hold it to late game. You're gonna lose games to this card, and you're gonna table flip when it happens. Is my bet. <laughs> yeah, I I think this is by far the best of them. Um, that said, I'm I I can't tell how good it is, but I think there's something there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, so, like, you know, if it upgrades twice, it's uh, one mana more expensive um, Hellfire that doesn't hit your face. And Hellfire is pretty good. So, like, you know. Yeah. Being turn five, you can, you know, draw turn three and still just do that. But let, let's talk about the, the elephant in the room here, though, that they, this, is, this is a shaman card. This is not something that you're going to be able to draft in classes like Warlock. Shaman, yeah. we don't know where Shaman's going to sit in the new meta. But, yeah. I mean, I guess it's going to be okay. I can't think of many, many really strong AoE type clear effects that Shaman has access to. Uh, they're going to get... Um... the one mana or two mana one to everything uh, summon a one mana oh yeah uh, yeah lightning or one of the one of the cards but yes yeah, it, anyway. but but this this is strong this is something that could potentially at five mana yeah. be a flame strike to the entire board for example yeah. um i agree there's something there i think that you're gonna lose to it. I'm gonna lose to it. I'm sure, um, but I don't know I think, that it, it's good. Yeah, I don't know either. The th another thing that makes me like it is essentially, uh, it's you can set up for it. And yeah. Which goes, pretty, goes back to what I was yeah. saying about Violet Worm, that there are going to be situations where yeah. you can do things intentionally to do that. I guess the big question is, do you hold it long enough to be able to do that setup? Can you play it at five mana and then have something else to follow up and put on the board so you don't leave an empty board for your opponent to have initiative the next turn? Yeah. And like... If you get to top decking, this is actually like I'd say way better than the rest of them. Oh, as a top you do. As a top yeah. deck, I agree. I mean, even if it's just a a ping to everything on the board, if you have stuff that lives and it helps you trade in and get rid of something that's a little stickier, great. I, I was just meaning, you know, you could delay them a bit but hold it back, and then, you know, what is upgraded. You clear everything, you play your minion, and you're way ahead. That's fair. Yeah. So schemes, again, were for all of the evil classes. And that brings us to the new mechanic of Twin Spell. And these are limited to the Defender class. And those classes are Druid, Hunter, Mage, and Paladin. A Twin Spell is a spell that when you play it on the first time... A copy of it is returned to your hand, 
So then you can play that again if you have enough mana on that turn. Or you can hold it and play it on a future turn. So it's kind of like Echo, but it's permanent and it only echoes one time. We only know about one of these so far at the time of our recording, and that's the Forest's Aid, an eight mana rare druid twin spell. Summon five two two treants. Um again, I'm gonna kinda go back and like the idea with Rafam's scheme. You know, this is yeah. eight mana summon five two two treants so it's above rate in theory for i mean you're getting 10 10 of stats on the board for eight mana you can on the next turn play it again and potentially get more if some of them have traded off but if you're playing this on curve on turn eight and you're summoning five two twos you're already losing the game yeah I mean, that's that, that, that's all I can say about that. I, I I I think it's bad. I think this is a card that we'll see play in Constructed, especially with some sort of Treant buff token mechanic. Um, yeah. But it's in the arena. I, I think this is a dead card yeah. that we won't see. Yeah, the the value there is tempting. You know, it's yeah, like. 20-ish mana worth of stuff on one card. The problem is what you're actually getting, you use the words trade-off, which is exactly the problem. These will all trade-off or get cleared extremely easily and uh, weave up the opponent's minions. And if you, you know, if you're winning enough that you play this, you play it for three or four, and then it's not a great deal anyway. It's like, yeah, it's, say it it's bad yeah it's one of those ones where if you look at it on paper you're like i could see that seems good and then you're like wait wait a second no this doesn't work and i think that gets gets down to our discussion of you know why we why we're doing this podcast is that arena is very different than constructed this has a place somewhere in the constructed set this if a treant druid is a thing this will probably see play there will be some sort of combo where you're going to play this and play some buffs and do some crazy things and build, be able to build a big board against a control deck in the late yeah. game. And it's great refill. Yeah. However, in the arena, the arena doesn't work that way. And that's why we just, we won't see it. It's way too slow. It's not going to work. Yeah. I think it's less as slow, but just that what it gives you is so easily traded off. It, by that point in the game that you're, you're just you're essentially playing a lot of really bad minions exactly it's only costing you one card but they're really bad minions <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so someone who's spending their cards playing real minions are just going to dominate <laughs> for sure all right uh so Lackeys is going to be a year-long mechanic. Uh, there will be more added for each expansion. Uh, they're all one ones for one with a battle cry. Uh, they're so far they've revealed four. There's one with discover a spell. There's one with summon a random two-cost minion. There's one with give a friendly minion plus one attack and rush. 
and there's one that transforms a friendly minion into one that costs one more. Uh, we currently only know about two cards that give you wacky cards, as they're all tokens, not collectible cards. So I will say, all of those are really good. <laughs> like, uh, every single one of them I would pay two mana for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as a one, 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 one body, which is good early game, but, you know, negligible. Even if it, yeah. you ignore the body... 1-1 one, one for plus one attack and rush. 1-1 one, one to transform. Well, that's unstable evolution one time. Yeah. 1-1 um, one, one to summon. Transform also heals a minion. So you can eat something, have it go down to really low health, transform it, and now it's all fresh and new. Exactly. Really <laughs> or, you know, summon a random two-cost minion. That's the only one that I'm, I'm a little hesitant about because I know when I'm going to play this card... <laughs> And I'm going to go summon a random two cost minion, haha, and it's gonna summon Doomsayer. <laughs> like I I just know that's my luck. But at one mana, the lackeys, I agree, their effects so far are good. And I believe these are all the lackeys we're going to see in this set. I think so, yeah. So, um, you know. so, so if you see a card that gets you a lackey, the lackey is pretty good. So <laughs> that's the baseline. Uh, and what there's two ways to get them because they're token cards what's one way to get them right now uh so the first way is uh improve more one mana common warrior spell so uh, deal one damage to a minion if it survives add a lackey to your hand uh i think this is great it's in particular you can deal one damage to a minion then kill it with a minion you were going to kill anyway or you can use it to enable enrage effects or whatever and you get a free you know really good lackey with it i i think this one is very good yeah in in warrior i i think that this is this is really good um like you said you know you can enable enrage by playing this dealing one damage to your own minion um you can use it as a ping for one of your opponent's minions um yeah i i think it'll see play it seems like a great utility card um, the fact that it it doubles up. The other thing is, if you have it in your opening hand, for example, if they play something on turn one, on your turn two, you have the ability to probably remove it and then play a lackey after that, depending on if it's worth playing or not. But it yeah. it it seems like it it it's a a decent card. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other way we have is evil miscreant. That's such a great word. Um, evil miscreant is a three mana one five. Oh, it's a rogue minion. It's not yeah. neutral. Nope. Oh, I thought it was neutral. Okay, so sure. it's a three mana one five rogue minion combo. Yeah, that would make it rogue combo. <laughs> add two random lackeys to your hand. So. This is a little interesting. Now, I I don't know that I'm a main of any class. I've played all classes a bunch, but Rogue has a special place in my heart. I'm probably closest to a Rogue main if I was going to main only one class. Um, to get combo to trigger, if you don't already know, combo just means that you have to play a card before you play this card. So to get evil miscreant to trigger and give you two lackeys to your hand 
it's three mana you're going to probably need to play at least a one mana card before that so four mana go ahead and add two random lackeys to your hand um three mana one five in the vanilla test is on rate it's it is three three of stats for three mana it's six stats for three mana it's not great but not hugely blowout yeah it's not great stats being a one five i mean it's okay it's a little sticky uh the thought is right now going into this new format and the new sets that are going to be released is that we're going to need probably some pretty strong three drops this doesn't feel like a strong three drop you're probably not going to play this on curve you're probably going to want to make sure that you can combo it you're going to be holding it for value potentially if you don't have an early combo um that said if the lackeys end up being as powerful as we think they're going to be this card's going to be good within the rogue class rogue is great at comboing things it's one of those classes where you're constantly thinking and playing ahead um as a as a vanilla on curve minion it's not great with the combo, it's probably really good, especially if the lackeys are good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad at evaluating rogue cards, especially <laughs> combo ones. So uh, <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm definitely in the I think there's enough there, but I don't know how how effective it will be. The one thing that also makes me like it more is that because it's a one five, it probably will survive the next turn. Yeah, they wouldn't bother to kill it, and you know, even if they did, it's five it's five health. They probably won't be able to, and that means that you can use, uh, say, the one that gives it transforms a friendly minion into one that costs one more, transform into a much nicer body. If you get that one, yeah, so, you know, there's something there. Yeah, I mean, if it survives, and you now have two of those lackeys in your hand, and you can do something like okay um transform it well so attack for one transform it give it plus one attack and rush and trade off something else i mean there's 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 rogue things to be done here i like it (laughs) that's definitely true (laughs) so then we've got some other like general cards as well and these these are are cards that don't fall specifically into the the set's flavor of things like schemes and twin spells and lackeys but these are your more general cards that are going to fill out the set yeah uh so spell ward jeweler is a three mana three four rare neutral minion with the battle cry your hero can't be targeted by spells or hero powers until your next turn uh so this is my per prime example to talk about the vanilla test this minion is really good battle cry doesn't matter (laughs) it's really good because it's a three mana three four and that's all that matters (laughs) the battle cry will do nothing most of the time occasionally if you're up against a uh, um, mage who you sense has a pyroblast it will keep you alive for one turn But and then you're going to die much. to pyroblast the next turn anyway <laughs> yeah if you can't kill them in that one turn it's not going to do you any good and as a reminder do not hold this until turn 10 if you're just playing a mage play it on three 
you'll win more. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree 110%. This is exactly what I was just talking about. We need a good, neutral, strong three drop. And this is it. Uh, yep. This on curve on turn three is great. Uh, the battle cry, okay, okay, that's nifty, but that's not what you're playing this card for. Um, yep. The only thing I will say, because it's your hero can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. If you're playing this, for example, on turn five and you are priest, heal your face first and then play this minion. Don't make the mistake of playing this minion and then going to heal yourself and realizing that you can't target yourself anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's good. I think it's strong. I think it's going to be something that's going to see widespread play depending on what bucket it's put into if it's if it's bucketed properly it's going to be there oh yeah definitely um one of the early legendaries we saw was caligos the 10 mana 412 legendary mage dragon minion the first spell you cost each turn costs zero with a battle cry of discover a spell okay um one it's legendary so it depends on what other legendaries you're offered um at 10 mana for 12 it's going to be hard for people to remove unless they have hard removal something with poisonous um some sort of polymorph transform effect so it's pretty strong yeah, the effect they're not sinking damage into that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the only way they're sinking damage into this is if they already have a couple giants on board that they're going to swing in and and yeah. take it out. But it's not going to be easily traded for. The fact that the first spell you cast each turn costs zero is a great effect as a mage. Um, it's even better if you don't have a spell in hand because you're going to discover a spell. And be able to yeah. play it immediately. Um, I guarantee we are going to see clips of people playing this on turn 10, discovering Pyroblast, playing it for zero, and winning the game. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I also agree that we're going to see the same thing happen, and we're going to see videos of people getting excited to do this, and they're going to, on turn 9, play the coin, and play Caligos, and discover a spell. <laughs> And realize that they have no mana and they can't cast the spell because they played the coin first. <laughs> yep. Um, depending on what the what the mage uh, spell pool looks like, it's legendaries are weird in arena because usually they're not they're not like the linchpin to the deck. They're they're kind of no. win more cool cards. Um, Depending on what else I saw it up against, I would I would probably take this. I mean, if I'm offered oh, yeah. this against Mill Millhouse Mana Storm and, <laughs> you know, I I don't know, any, any other random Madam Goya, any other random quote unquote bad card, this is an auto pick. It's going to be based on what you have. But I think that this 
Discovering a spell with the first spell you cast every turn costing zero is a strong effect. I think it's a pretty good card, and I, I hope that it sees play in both Constructed and Arena. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I will say it's almost certainly going to be the highest tier of uh, Legendary, so, you know, up against uh, more... Uh, what, what would now have, like, the Lich King, though, Lich King going away? yeah level of pool yeah i know <laughs> it's it's my dream that it shows up in a bucket with millhouse and madame goya um fair enough but okay so there I mean, there's the question if you were offered a bucket and this bucket will never exist at least in this rotation of caligos and lich king which would you take the first time i would take caligos to see how it worked <laughs> after that my gut says I take Witch King for the taunt, uh, so it's better when you're behind. But honestly, the being able to discover and cast a spell to turn you play it is a really good comeback mechanic, so it's it's very close. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah, I clearly I love this card too. Is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so next up is Omega Devastator. Cough, cough, vanilla test. Uh, epic warrior mech minion. Battle cry, if you have 10 mana crystals, deal 10 damage to a minion. So uh, it, The original artwork for this, by the way, was uh, shown originally for Omega Defender in Doomsday, and that wasn't a mech, and people were like, that really looks like a mech. Blizzard was like, you're right, that really does look like a mech, we should change that. <laughs> and so now the art is back and being used on a mech. <laughs> yeah, which is cool that they brought that back. Um, we yeah, had a little minor audio... We had a minor audio hiccup, so what you missed when that cut out briefly was that this is a 4-mana four 4-5 four, epic warrior mech minion. Yeah, uh, so, and, uh, yeah. So, with the battle cry, if you have 10 uh, mana crystals, deal 10 damage to a minion. Uh, this thing is amazing. If, you know, if you have no other play on 4, just play it on 4 and it's a good minion. Probably even better than good is, you know, uh, depending on what the format's like. It, you know, it's absolutely solid minion. But if you get this thing late, it is amazing. It is basically a four mana, four five, and also kill one of your enemy's minions. It yeah. Is ridiculously good. <laughs> yeah, it, I agree with you 100%. This is going to be in a pretty high bucket, I would assume. Um, oh, yeah. Four mana, four five on curve is great. If you have it on, don't hold it to turn 10. If you have it on curve, play it on curve. But if you yeah. draw this on turn eight, you're probably going to hold it to 10, depending on yeah. what else your hand looks like. Um, again, going back to my love of rogue, this is basically a four mana, four or five body with vile spine attached to it. And it's just yeah, going basically. to slaughter pretty much anything that's on the board. Yeah. Um, the rare 12, ma 12 health minions you know will survive and then you'll bump your tutu into it and you'll be fine yeah hey that's what the imps are for right <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah 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 I, so we're both agreed cards great oh yeah um madame lazul uh our three mana three two legendary priest minion has a battle cry discover a copy of a card in your opponent's hand um all right this is priest doing priest things at its finest. Agreed. <laughs> I 
I like this card a lot in the arena. I don't like it as much in Constructed. Um, so three mana, three, two is okay. It's especially okay on curve. It's, it's yeah. probably going to die, but the battle cry, discover a copy of a card in your opponent's hand. This has two things going for it in arena. One, you're going to see three cards that are in your opponent's hand. So you're going to learn what they have and what you might need to play around. Secondly, you get to choose one of those cards and put it into your hand. So you have this information and you're because you're assuming your opponent has also drafted good cards. You're getting an extra good card in your hand. Yeah. Uh, Wife Forge uh, said a while ago that stuck with me that um, you uh, when you take um, tracking in uh, Hunter, the one that lets you uh, look at the top three cards of your deck and then choose one, the others go away. They said that's basically like picking the best of nine cards because you pick the best of three cards each time in your uh, draft. <laughs> and you're just picking the best of nine cards from somebody else's draft. Yeah. Exactly, which it which works great in arena. Now, the reason yeah. I say I don't like this in constructed is constructed is just that you've built a specific deck to do a specific thing, and you generally don't want cards from your opponent because they don't match with what you've built your deck to do. So I think yeah. in constructed, this is probably a meme deck. It's probably not going to see play. Um but in Arena, I think this card is excellent. And again, depending on what we see in the bucket, I'm going to probably take it. Yeah, I will say uh, I don't think the information is necessarily that valuable because in general, what you're going to see is a lot of curve minions. But the advantage of that is if you just played a three-mana minion, you know what your curve is. You get three choices of decent curve minions. You can just fill out your curve. Also that's true. really good. <laughs> also true. Like, you know, even if you just get another decent minion, that's good. <laughs> that's all that needs to happen for this card to be good. <laughs> yeah. And let's face it, if you discover three things that are absolutely you're going to win that game anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you discover trash, it's trash. And if you discover good things, oh, that's good for you. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, next up is Archvillain Rafam. It's a seven mana, seven eight warlock legendary minion with uh, taunt and battle cry. Replace your hand and deck with legendary minions. This one is super weird. <laughs> it is for actually a decent on curve minion, which is kind of important here. And that is because what you're going to be doing for the rest of the game is playing your best of random legendary minions and get, get the last just and have the rest just clutter up your hand <laughs> and i think in general by the time you cast this uh in particular just the stats you are getting for the cards the value is uh better in random legendary minions than it is in your deck so I think there's something there. It's not amazing. It's a risk, always. It'll be funny, always. 
<laughs> but I think it'll work. Yeah, you know, I think this is going to really come down to what does the meta and the format look like? If the meta yeah. is super fast and we're seeing a lot of aggro, it's going to be fine because on turn seven, you're yeah. either dead, dying, or killing the other person and you don't care what happens to your deck. If the meta is really slow, it's probably going to be not so good because, well, the seven mana, seven, eight is is great on curve, especially with taunt, because it's going to give you a little bit of breathing room. They're going to have to trade off that eight health minion. The replacing your hand in deck with legendary minions. I, I can't say is a good thing to do. Um, if you want to experiment with this at home. Anyone, if you have a, a reasonably sized collection of cards, go into your collection manager, type in legendary and press enter and look and see which class you have the most legendary cards for. Choose that class and build a deck with nothing but legendary cards out of that class and out of all of the neutral cards that are available. And you can do this in wild or standard. And go play this deck in casual mode. Don't yeah, do don't play it on ladder. Don't take this on ladder. I mean, if you're if you're at the rank floor and you want to meme around and you want to confuse people, play it at the rank floor and increase rank floor hell to make it even worse for people. <laughs> All legendary decks are fun, but they are not good. And I think the same is going to apply in this case to Arena. That this is going to be fun. This is going to make trips, uh, make uh, clips on Trollden. Um, if the meta is fast enough, it's a good taunt on curve. If the meta is slow, I think you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage by playing this card and getting rid of the good cards that you drafted for some legendaries that are probably pretty bad. Yeah. I think the main value of this is less in the cards themselves than basically the average stats you get. If replacing your, uh, if you get more average stats when you replace your deck with a deck full of legendaries late in the game, that's better for you because you can just play more than your opponent. Oh, that, which will matter if it's slower. That's but true. And if and it's slower, you're also building your deck slow. Deck has a higher average mana cost. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, you play this on seven and then on eight, you can probably play at least one of the legendary cards that bounced into your hand. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. It's I, definitely one of those ones we haven't played. Really, nobody could have. <laughs> yeah, this this is one of those ones that if we take a strong stance one way or the other, we're going to be wrong. Um, yeah. It's interesting. My gut is telling me that it's not going to be good. So I, I will take that firm stance to say, I think it's not good. <laughs> I'm in the maybe it's good, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so uh, looks like finally and, you know, going long, people kept saying Arena Sensei episodes need to be longer. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the card review episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. The last one we want to talk about today is Swamp Queen Hagatha. She is a 7-mana, 5-5 legendary shaman minion 
with battle cry add a five five horror to your hand and teach it two shaman spells now let me break this down a little bit it's a seven mana five five that puts a card into your hand that is five mana five five so this effect has to take place over two turns for a total of 12 mana and that second five five card that you play for five mana has two spells attached to it now peter whalen the lead game designer for hearthstone uh confirmed in a tweet that the first spell choice that you get will be completely random from the full pool of shaman spells if in that first choice you choose a targeted spell like lava burst or earthen might then the second choice that you're given will only be from non-targetable spells so things like bloodlust feral spirit forked lightning Um, It's not clear whether or not you'll be able to take two non-targeted spells, but we know that if in the first one you take something that you can target, your second one won't target. This is interesting. Um, That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, because this is really kind of two cards in one to evaluate. Um, Seven mana, five, five is bad. Oh, yeah. It's just the, the the stats are bad. It gives you another card, um, also bad. In this case, a five mana five five is fine. I say it's also bad because you can't play it on the same turn. Even if you were at turn 10, you're not gonna be able to play Swamp Queen Hagatha and then the horror card that she gives you. Now, this horror card by itself, five mana, five, five, with two spells attached to it, is great value. Yeah. I mean, it, no matter what you what you get, you're, you know, great. <clears throat> Bloodlust for all of my minions that are on the board, plus I get to send a spell face on the other side, and I'm throwing down another five, five body. Excellent. Yeah. But in this case, it's... It's too slow for me. Seven mana, five, five on curve on turn seven is too slow. It, it's not strong enough against what else is going to be out there. Then on turn eight, playing a five, five that has some spells attached to it and then having three mana left over. It just it feels awkward. And 12 mana over two turns for even just for the stats, 12 mana for 10 10 in stats and a couple spells it's probably okay but it for the arena it feels too slow especially if we're looking at an aggro meta um i don't think it's good yeah i'm so yeah the i had a similar debate about some card some other time and now i can't remember was and it's uh the problem with this card is that the first half of the card you uh spend so that you have to make up your um oh right it was uh possessed lack or uh the six now six mana lackey that death rattle um summon a um 
demon? Oh yeah, uh, possessed, not possessed lackey, maybe possessed lackey. Yeah, it's a uh, the six mana two two death rattle summon a de- yeah. pull a demon from your deck and put it on the board. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I had, I had the same debate about that one where I was proved wrong, but because it turned out you could make a deck with only four demons in it. Uh, <laughs> but again, but, uh, constructed or arena, constructed. It was awful in Arena. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what I'm yes. saying about Swamp Queen Hagatha. I think it's awful in Arena. It might have a place in Constructed, but in Arena, so, I think it's a yeah. no. In particular, the reason I thought it was bad was that you were playing a card that dropped you back in tempo in order to get a card that put you back in tempo. It's like, why are you not just playing a normal minion and not having to do that dance? <laughs> that's fair. It's so like, maybe you can get enough to tempo in the second part to make up for it, but maybe you can. That's not a position you want to have to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. I think that's all the cards we want to talk about for now. Yeah. Uh, so a few things to note before we finish up today. If you did not pre-order any Rise of Shadows bundles, uh, there will be a special bundle that will go live in the first week of the expansion. It will be a nine-pack bundle for $10 and will include a ticket to play in the arena. So, you know, 10 packs total if you when you uh, complete your arena run. Uh, and that will guarantee you get one legendary card if you don't have any other packs to open. So, a decent deal. Yeah, not too bad. Um, speaking of arena tickets, so this is something important we need to talk about. When this episode releases, the expansion will be one week away. And there is something that you can do to maximize your arena rewards. And that is to not, I repeat, do not finish an arena run, but instead play until you get to two losses and then stop playing. I know this sounds confusing, but stick with me. If you have an active arena run when the arena season changes or a special event starts like the dual class arena, which we'll talk about when it comes up this year, Blizzard will automatically retire any runs that are currently active and they will give you the rewards that you have earned to that point. So if you have a five win and two loss run, you will get the rewards for those five wins and Blizzard just cancels the rest of your run for you. To compensate you for the lost opportunity cost because clearly you are an amazing player and you're going to go from five win, two losses, straight to 12 and two. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know I've I never done I've that, done that. <laughs> but to compensate you for that, because they canceled your run early, what they do is they also not only give you the rewards for as far as you've gotten, but they give you an arena ticket so you can go back into the arena and start a new run for free. So this works out to you having the ability to pick up two packs plus the rewards from two runs for the cost of only one run. So we're going to advise everyone, go ahead and have an arena run, play it until you get to two losses, 
And then by the evening of the eighth in America, just stop playing and let let Blizzard go ahead and give you the arena ticket and give you your rewards and enjoy this this slight edge in in getting a little bit more out of the game. Uh, I should note here that uh, when you log in with an arena run in that state, about to turn over, it'll you know pop up a thing like finish your arena run before it ends. Dirty lies. Do not do it. Yeah, yeah. Ignore <laughs> when they say be sure to finish your arena run. No, that's that is your key to not finish your arena run. Unless exactly. You, the opposite of that. <laughs> unless you know you have time. So if if yeah. you're seeing that a couple days before and you're like, well, I'm going to play an arena run tonight and I'll have time to yeah. start one and play tomorrow before we know the expansion's going to come up that's fine um but yeah when you start seeing that warning about be sure to finish your arena run no ignore that (laughs) yeah all right uh so uh next week we're going to talk about holding cards for value and why this is a horrible terrible good very bad thing sometimes (laughs) absolutely um so yeah, ne- next week we're gonna we'll talk about holding cards for value. Next week we'll also have um, the cards. We'll have the new expansion. We'll be able to start playing. Um, we're gonna spend some time immediately after that trying to figure out what the meta is like and give you some recommendations as we start into the first couple weeks of the expansion. Um, yep. If you've been enjoying Arena Sensei and you've stuck with us this long, and I'm sorry for that, uh, feel free to leave a review in iTunes. You can also join our Discord at discord.me slash Arena Sensei to talk to us about all sorts of things, including about why we're completely wrong about our card evaluation skills. It's entirely possible. In fact, likely. (laughs) You can find me in most Hearthstone podcast discords. My battle tag is schwal1747, and I rarely stream at twitch.tv slash schwally. Where can people find you, Sensei? You can find me in a lot of other Hearthstone discords as well. But if you like, you can follow my Twitter at StevenSenseiHS. My battle tag is StevenSensei hashtag 1107. Until next week. See you in the arena. And if you thought this was long, go listen to the happy Hearthstone and see what the other Steve does about card reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Brave souls, brave souls. Yes, Stephen Andrew, thank you guys for your duty. And uh, they will also, uh, over at the Happy Hearthstone, not only be talking about their long multi-hour marathons of reviews for Constructed, but they do talk about kind of just quick hits on what they think of Arena. So uh, give them a listen if you have time after listening to us. All right. (laughs) Yeah, please do. See you next week. See ya.